Well, our boys uh, couldn't keep up the magic against the LA Kings tonight. Unfortunately, falling to the Kings 4-2. The season series is complete. And the Sharks stand at 6-2 and two versus the Kings this season. And we will be with you right after this. But first, if you want to be a part of the show, please go ahead and follow us on the social media platforms that are Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, all of course at Teal Town USA. And then, of course, you can always find the great content that we are spitting out on TealTownUSA.com. Today, I am joined by Mr. Ian Reed. Ian, how are you doing this evening? fantastic well if that didn't sound like sarcasm <laughs> no I'm, I'm good like i i'm, I'm good honestly like yeah. like what is like i know some people like probably are going to expect us to be angry or whatever but like this is a return to reality exactly exactly and and i think you know we've we have I think both me and you have been really pushing the brakes on like just any kind of ideas of, of going anywhere because, you know, quite frankly, the team has these kind of ugly performances and kind of just shows us why they're not ready yet. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, unfortunately the sharks, uh, fall tonight four to two. Uh, and I mean, getting off into that first period, they were playing some really good defensive hockey, I thought, in that first, the first 10 minutes of the first period, but kind of a, a, a series of mistakes there on that Jeff Carter goal, a blown assignment, and um, Jeff Carter in uh, with his eighth on the season, Athanasiu and Anderson both getting the uh, assists there. Uh, I think that there was... Um, I think that they were changing some around of those uh, assists, but I think they finally mm -hmm. nailed it down. But yeah, I mean, let's just talk about, uh, again, it seems like nightly the Sharks are committing one, two, three major gaffes in their own zone that are legit scoring chances. And I felt like they've been getting really lucky, um, you know, in the prior four or five games that they weren't getting scored on. But again, this this I don't know if it was lucky so much as they were just getting better goaltending than they got tonight. Like, I'm not going to just completely beg on Jones because I don't think he was he was awful tonight, but he wasn't he wasn't as good as he has been of late. Right. Um, right. So, like, I think, you know, luckier. I, I think they just they got better goaltending than they got tonight. Um not that, like, again, I'm not saying that Jones was terrible tonight. I don't think he was, I just don't think he was great. And unfortunately, when, you know, when the Sharks have looked well, you know, Jones has had to be great um, because this team is a complete cluster F on defense most of the time. Yeah, I, I, I think that, again, we're still seeing consistent mistakes in their own zone. A lot of guys either just gliding a past a defender or, um, 
or or the team just not nailing them when they when they could uh, you know getting getting um you know the bodies on the men in front of the net and and honestly it just poor net play right so uh, you know not really much jones can do there he's the the, the play is kind of already broken down but again i to me this is this is squarely on on the defense right now um you know shimmick i think kind of overcommits a little bit and then doesn't take carter didn't doesn't take his stick and allows him to glide right into the blue paint and jeff carter in the blue paint i don't care you know how washed up he is he's still got he's still got some hands you know what i mean oh definitely yeah yeah i mean uh obviously not the player that he once was but um you know he still has moments where if you let him in too close with the puck he's he's still you know he's still got good hands like you said and he can make you pay yeah exactly so unfortunately uh shimmick a little bit victimized there on that one but um I think in general the team you know kind of waded into this one a little bit. I kind of felt like they had some some really stone kind of legs in that in that first. I felt like both teams really looked pretty tired. Um yeah. but I mean you with that being said, you also had the young legs though on that third line chipping in a goal. Um Gambrell and Leonard and Yaros and I I tell you what Ian, I think to me, Gambrell has really made a argument to be re-signed on a on a small deal, and and to kind of solidify that third line spot because I I'm seeing more and more growth from him, and his defensive play has been excellent all season. Yeah, but if you're gonna be like, I still feel like if you're gonna be a third line guy, like you need more than five goals. Now we did. We were talking about this last night with uh, with Dylan, and I'm going to pull up his his um, his season output. But I think we were saying that he's on pace for a career year. So I agree with you. You do need more out of that center position on that third line. But I think he's going in the right direction. And yeah, I I think he's been better. I just. I think he's been better. The the problem with for for me with Gambrell is I like and he's he I think he he is on a decent pace for points this year, but that's got to be consistent, right? Because like he needs to improve year over year at this point because otherwise like he's not he's not grindy enough to be a fourth line guy. But he's, if you're not grindy enough to be a fourth line guy and you're not good enough to be a third line guy, then what are you? A first line AHL guy? Right, right. He's he's in that tweener kind of, you know, no like, man's I, I land. I like Dylan Gambrell, and I don't want to like, you know, I don't want everyone to think, oh yeah, they lost, so Ian's going to come and just tear apart everyone. Um, but I don't know. I think they should take. They probably. I I think if I'm Doug Wilson, I'm going to look around this summer, and if I can't find anything better, then maybe I bring Dylan Gambrell back on a short, you know, on a, again on another short contract and see what he does. Yeah. Um, yeah, still an RFA as far as I know. Let me go check his status here because we all know that Doug Wilson, especially the ones without our, I think he's probably got our rights at this point. But let me take a peek. Yeah, um, I just and, want to fuck my rear end here. Yeah, and quickly uh, from from yeah, the... he does have arbitration, but even still, like Doug Wilson for you know 
for all the things that I get angry at Doug Wilson for, one thing that, uh, you know, he, he's done really well is he is absolutely just ruthless on these RFA deals. Um, I, I think he has arbitration rights, but I mean, again, you know, are you afraid of Dylan Gambrell taking arbitration? No. <laughs> right. Um, Hot Wheels 84. I love this. Gambrell is going to be traded for a first a la Goudreau. I, I take oh, that trade go. every every day and twice on Sunday. Um, you know, if they can extract, you know, if, if somebody's willing to get up, give up a, a second or a third, I think I'm, I'm seriously um, listening in on that offer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think he can be moved for the right price. So, yeah, I think you I think you look like I, I, I think you might take a look. And if you can find somebody at a similar price point that you think might get you a few more points, then, you know, maybe that's a thing. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure what you do with Gambrell at this point. Like, I don't dislike Gambrell, but I'm not. I'm not super bold on him either. Yeah. Yeah. Not sold. And, you know, I don't I think that I think that that's the, the kind of the gist here is just not sold on what he is you know what 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 is he i mean so you know i i i think i'm on the same page with you there on on dylan gambrell he i i i like the direction but is it you know little you know a little too late to kind of salvage where he's going to be at i don't know but you know we'll we'll kind of see going in and uh, see where the team ends up uh, on him later on in the uh, later on in the season because you know he's going to need either a new contract or you know he's going to need to be moved for something or asset you know trying to get assets yeah back for him. yeah he's a controlled asset so okay. i mean i wouldn't be surprised if uh if you know i wouldn't be shocked if doug wilson brings him back but you could still bring him back and you know put him on a two-way deal again and or even even a cheap one-way deal yeah you know big deals if so if he doesn't make the team you have to pay him 800 grand to pay him play in the hl oh no yeah um i mean rob i coming up with Sorensen might have played his last game as a shark i mean but who wants him i mean i don't i mean i know that we think that there are teams out there wanting marcus Sorensen, but if you just watch the games i he's just for me ian it's just a guy that that's not bringing it every night you know what i mean you know, it doesn't seem like he's he's really taken the reins on a on a position, and and I don't know. What what are your thoughts on on Sorensen? I uh, you know what, like Sorensen's one of those guys where I'm like whatever, and then you know, it's one of those guys that you know some GM is going to be dumb and be like, oh, I don't know, I don't watch him play, so I I I want this guy. You could you get something for him? Maybe I don't know what he brings though like i don't know like if i look at a contender and i'm like what contender needs marcus Sorensen? i don't think anyone needs marcus Sorensen, but i I can't think of a like i can't think of a contender i'm like yeah that makes sense exactly exactly um i mean jim jim a in florida um -hmm. you know he brings up you Sorensen might get you a third on a good day I, i mean i I mean, if someone's going to give you a third for Marcus, Marcus Sorensen, you absolutely take it. I just don't like it's one of those things where maybe he'll get traded. and I'll be like, hmm, yeah, OK, I can see that. But I don't know. It's it's one of those things where I feel like I'm just, you know, I maybe I'm just too sour on this, this specific player to be objective. And I can definitely 
be there at some times, you know, where sometimes I think my objective, I just, I don't see Marcus Sorensen's value at all, but I mean, maybe it's just because I'm too sour on that player and I'm not, you know, it's messing with my objectivity. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 but I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you on Sorensen. So, um, so we'll go uh, moving into that second period and, and the Sharks, I mean, Ian, that, that's got to be one of the more sloppier second periods I've seen this team play. I mean, clearly they are not either, either they're so tired that they can't make their changes on time or they're forgetting to make, you know, quick 45 second shifts because, there were guys caught out there on a lot of long shifts. You know, there seemed to be a lot of, of zone time for the Kings. It was just, it was just a horrible, horrible start to that second period. I mean, yeah, another, another second period that was uh, definitely not one for the books, um, you know, and I think this is where the Sharks get in trouble, especially in the defensive end. Um, like obviously night, um, Nizov take took a, played a ton of minutes, actually a surprising amount of minutes compared to um, Radu Shimik. Um and even Yaros like Yaros played ten minutes, but I think it's one of those things where I think when you know because Vlasic, whatever you say about Vlasic, Vlasic can still eat a ton of minutes, maybe not as well as he used to, like maybe he's not as effective as he used to, but I just feel like you know when you start missing guys like that in the lineup, then. I find that some guys, especially the Brent Burns's and Eric Carlson's of the world, maybe try to do too much to compensate. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at this goal uh, kind of again, and and it just looks like Athanasiu kind of creeps. Athanasiu with his ninth on the year at two minutes twenty eight seconds in, and and again, it's just a busted coverage, and that was on Dylan Gambrell. He he needed to have you know, a better position on Athanasiu there. He's got to be more um, aware, um, especially in and around the net. And unfortunately, you know, he was the goal scorer and, you know, we were praising his game in that first period. But, you know, in the second period, I think just the whole team just looked disjointed. Um, and, you know, the the, the Kings capitalized and, and really, you know, made their money in that period. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, Absolutely. Yeah, the, the the I mean, the, you, the numbers speak for themselves. If you look for it, like the numbers between the the first, second, and third period, like the second period was where things really kind of fell off the fell off the rails, yeah. uh, unfortunately for the Sharks. And and it's one of those situations where you know you you can't uh, you fall off the rails, and then it's hard to get back on when you put yourself in a hole. Um, it's hard to get yourself back out of you know back out of it. Yeah, yeah, and then in. The next goal, which was scored, I think, basically on the next shift, you've got Eric Carlson, who just is dogging it back to the net. He's he's gassed, and this this team needed to execute a better change than that. Uh, unfortunately, you got Kanishov drifting into the center, you know, on on the blue line. And you don't know what he's kind of doing there. Um, you've got. Um, uh, you got was that Yaro? No, it wasn't Yaros. Who was that? Forty. Is that? Um... Oh, I think it was VL. I think it was VL. Okay, yeah, and and so 
that la- you know that 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 goal, the I follow goal, to me was really no, where forty three the- is Leonard. Oh, 43. Okay. Um, yeah, the Ayafalo goal to me was the one that was just the the nail in the coffin. I felt that after they got that goal, it, it seemed like the, the the Kings were in the Sharks' head at that point. And Ayafalo with this 11th from Kopitar and Brown. Um, and, uh, I mean, Kopitar's just racking up the points, ain't he? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, it sounds like Kopitar. I mean, he's going to be... <laughs> Sorry, Chris making me laugh in the chat. Um, yeah, I mean, Anze Kopitar is, uh, he's still, you know, he is one of the best players in the league still. Um, so if you, you know, if, if if you give him too much time and space, he'll make you pay uh, plenty. And I, I think, you know, and, and I think here, you know, the thing is, you got to remember too, like, yeah, obviously, like, again, going back to what I said earlier about, um, you know, some of the veterans trying to do too much, I think. Um, and then, you know, like, neither is a first year. You know, this is his first pro year. He's going to make he's going to do things that are going to make you angry some points. But I mean, that's that's part of the process, right? Like, that's what you have to let these kids do. You have to let them come in. You have to let them learn, unfortunately, the hard way. Um, uh, so, I mean, yeah, you know, um, unfortunately, he's going to make mistakes like that. And, you know, and the whole team's out of sync. It doesn't really help anyone anyway, but it's one of those things where, you know, obviously the defense, you'd like to be the defense to be a little bit tighter, but, you know, they, um, you can't have bad defense and then just an average Martin Jones in net. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think that that was, you know, typified, you know, Jones's night tonight was typified by that Dustin Brown goal. Um, Dustin Brown with a 16th on the power play, unassisted at 19:52 in the second, and I, I, I mean, I, I didn't like that goal. I felt as if um, Jones wasn't set yet. I mean, it was a two-on-one, and he kind of, yep. you, you know, he was kind of trying to buy as much time before he went down into the to the butterfly. But that's the problem when you're not decisive and you're trying to, you know, squeeze out every ounce of you know, of, of decision-making there, you know, you could see the, the, the deer in the headlights look that he was, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he was going there. Cause uh, you know, his, his just reaction time was just kind of slow. Um, and again, I mean, it's back-to-back nights and he's been playing a hell of a lot of hockey. I mean, they have just been running. Him yeah. I mean, it is back-to-back games. They did have a little bit of time off before that though. I, I just, I don't think he was, I, I just, this is the Martin Jones that we know. Yeah. Yep. Like this is, this is the Martin Jones that we've gotten more often than not. Is it because he was tired? Maybe, but maybe he's just Martin Jones. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to trip over myself trying to make excuses for him. You know what I mean? Like it, he might've been tired maybe, maybe he was, but I mean, I don't know. Like, your job <laughs> do your job <laughs> uh but we'll go into that third period next um timo meyer makes a kind of interesting um with his eighth on the season hurdle and donato um cleaning up the loose change and not um you know not giving up on a puck in the in the blue paint um you know it came on the power play which was good but you know we'll we'll go through the special teams tonight because i i have a lot to say there um, and, and I mean, 
Honestly, it was just kind of a little bit of a teaser goal at that point. They looked mm-hmm. like they were out of gas by the time, you know, Timos made made that goal. And, you know, kind of went, went down with a little bit of a whimper. And that was the game. Yeah, I mean, I thought they played... I thought they played a, a decent third period, honestly. Um, but it was just, you you know, like you dig yourself a hole in the second. And, you know, they didn't play good in the second. Um, I think this, you know, this can kind of segue into the special teams thing. I mean, I've said, how many times have I said, you know, like you, you can't, like they played a good first, they played a really good first period, I thought, other than the, the goal against... And, you know, and they had the puck. And what happens when you have the puck? The other team takes penalties. What happens when you don't have the puck? You take penalties. And that's what happened in the second. Yep. When you start chasing the game, you start making mistakes. And you start, you know, you start chasing the game. You start making mistakes. You start doing things that you normally, you know, to try and gain possession of the puck. And sometimes, you know, I think, yeah, fatigue probably played a, a factor tonight. Um, ac- across the board a little bit, but you know, so you're going to do things. You're going to maybe put that extra hook in to try and, you know, exactly. to catch up to a guy rather than moving your legs. Um, and like a lot of the penalties that the sharks took are easy penalties to draw. They are, you know, and you, you know, what's, you know, you know, the sharks screwed up when the broadcast is like, yeah, that's a penalty, and they're not complaining about like the parade to the penalty box. Yeah, and and so you know we've alluded a little bit to it, but both the Sharks and the Kings go one for five on their power plays respectively, and and again, I don't know what it is with the power play lately, but the team could not get it into gear with their first three power plays. I think I only saw. Really, the the power play come alive with their fourth attempt, and by that time, you know they they the previous two power plays were, uh, you know, prime for them to get back into the game, and and they just utterly squandered it. And and to mm-hmm. me, it's the the entries are lackluster. Um, too many guys trying to pass up and and look for the perfect shot not I mean look at that goal tonight it was it was scored on second chances and you got to get the puck to the net you got to funnel it to net to 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 create them I hate that and I also hate that Carlson and Burns are on the same power play unit again I I don't get it I I I I thought we've gone like I really don't like that like I feel like you want to split those guys up because no matter who's on the ice Whenever Brent Burns is on the ice, all the pucks go to Brent Burns. No one takes, no one's allowed to shoot other than Brent Burns. And I know Carlson has needed to shoot more this year, but like, I don't know. I, I just feel like we've seen when the power play was good, you know, we've seen Carlson do just fine, basically playing the entire blue line by himself. Right. I just, the whenever Brent Burns is on the ice, all pucks go to Burns. Burns shoots, maybe he hits the net, maybe he doesn't. Maybe if Joe Pavelski was here, they'd tip it in, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I had to, I had to throw that. I, in. I know. Um, you know, like it, I just, I don't like it. I, I just, I feel like they shouldn't be on the same power play unit when you have a wealth 
like that, you split it up and you make it, you know, you, you spread the wealth and you try to have, you know, instead of like one, you know, good power play. And then the second power play is just your, whatever guys are left over. Yeah. Right. Like why? Yeah. And the other thing too, I mean, the, for me having Carlson and Burns, they're both righties. They both really like to, to maneuver to the, um, to the slot to get, um, you know, to get their shots off. So they're constantly crisscrossing each other. It, it seems like they don't read well off of each other because they kind of want to both do the same thing. And it, and it just makes it disjointed because they're kind of both deferring to each other. And, and when they start, I don't, I find they don't, I find that's the problem because I find even when, when Carlson and Burns, it's still the puck always goes to Burns. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, like I, like whenever they're on the ice together, I find like Eric Carlson's a lot less creative on the blue line because he's just trying to do what everyone else is trying to do and find and get the puck to Burns. And I get it. Like Burns has a good shot on him. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to dis Brent Burns here on this. It's just, but it's predictable and teams know what's coming. And I just, so why would you, it's a one trick pony. Why would you put a weapon like that to just do the same thing that you could have any other blue liner do? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And then, you know, we'll, we'll just go through the hustle stats tonight. I mean, blocks 21 giveaways, seven for the Kings. Uh, the sharks only had 11 blocks, but 11 giveaways. I mean, that just, Goes to show you how sloppy they were tonight. Yeah, uh, and Probably most of the second period because that second period was was awful. Yeah, the second period was just horrible. I mean, right? I mean, even if they would have played that third period in the second period, you know what I mean? It would have given them a chance to, you know, to tar- be a completely different game. Exactly, exactly. But when you have such a shitty second period like that, mm-hmm. there's there's not much coming back. No, it's a, you, you, you're, you, when you have a second period like that, especially on back to backs, I mean, it's a lot easier to, to, to shut things down than it is to, you know, like when you're down that far, what, it was what, three, one at that point, four, one. Yeah. Three, one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's not, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't an ideal second period. And the second period was the deciding factor. And, and like, again, and the Sharks, they weren't great tonight and they weren't great, you know, across the board from the net out. Not yeah. going to win many hockey games like that. It's just, that's just the reality again. Like, and I'm, I don't want to like have people think I'm mad. I'm not really mad at all because like I said, this is, you know, this is the team that I thought they were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the wins to me have all been gravy. Um, oh, and, sure. Again, and, house money. Like if, exactly. When, when, yeah, when, when they were, you know, making things look interesting, but I mean, they, what, they have one more game against Anaheim and then their schedule gets a hell of a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this was, this was definitely a, a game that you needed. Um, but unfortunately the Sharks, uh, you know, again, squander it uh, and the score ends up uh, being uh, four to two uh, LA and that ends the series. And, uh, you know, again, I think just a missed opportunity, missed opportunity. So let's go through uh, the ice time uh, tonight uh, on the Sharks. Uh, 
you know, the, the standout guys. Kane with 22 minutes. He led all forwards tonight. Um, shots on goal four. One hit. To me, he had an okay game. I, I wouldn't say it was, you know, standout. But I also, you know, thought that he was trying to, fu- you know, pu- uh, excuse me, funnel pucks to the net. Um, let's see who else is also logging some heavy minutes tonight. You got uh, Timo with 17 minutes. Um, you know, I thought he bounced back uh, a little bit tonight. He he seemed like. Again, like everybody else, wading into that first period, victimized in the second, but brought it in the third. Um, uh, Logan with uh, 1845, Tomas with 2023, LeBanc with 17 minutes, and and that's pretty much the ice time leaders on your forward. Oh, Rudy Bolsters had 14 minutes. Um, wow, he had f- almost four minutes on the power play tonight, so... He, uh, they're, they're continuing to show a lot of trust in him, um, and, and I think he's earned, uh, you know, quite a bit of it. I think his play has been really good. Yeah, um, I like Bolsters. I'm, I am a noted Bolsters guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, Laurel, thank you so much for bringing that up. Um, yes, if you haven't already, please hit the thumbs up, like, subscribe, tell friends. And, uh, you know, let's try to grow this thing. Uh, you know, Laurel has been longtime faithful. She is our admin extraordinaire in the chat. So we appreciate her always, uh, always uh, doing the, uh, the boosting for us. So uh, over on the defensive side, Mario Ferraro with 20 minutes, Carlson 22 minutes, Brent Burns 27 minutes. Yeah, that's part of the problem. <laughs> That that that's part of the problem, Ian. He, they're they're just playing him way too much. I mean, why does Brent Burns get five more minutes than than Eric Carlson? I mean, not that it's not that Eric was all that great tonight, anyways. But I mean, like, what what is the disparity in the minutes here? And 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 I I, I don't understand why his his minutes are so skewed this season. Because Bob Bugner, I don't know. <laughs> Bob Bob Bugner learning from the uh, from the Pete DeBoer school of uh, running defensemen into the ground. Yeah, it's one of those. It's 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 you know the one thing I've I've been really I said a lot um, is is you know with Bob Bugner is the more things change the more they stay the same. Yeah, and that's and the, you know and that's fine. I I don't. I, I, I think that there's there's issues that are more significant than who's coaching this team, but I don't know. It doesn't help. Oh, uh, and John, John, appreciate uh, appreciate the donation, um, super chat donation there from John, John, Ian, and Landy. What kind of injury is Couture nursing, and has he has not been the same? No, he has not. Um, you can definitely see that you know his skating is still got issues i mean i think ian is on record saying it's the back i've said that you know his hands yeah. have been i i think it's a back thing because yeah i i just I, I think if you look at the back it just makes a lot of sense right like sometimes you can have just a sore back and there's nothing wrong yep like there's nothing really wrong you're just sore and it sucks because you're old i mean i'm older than yeah i mean i'm <laughs> older than, old. than couture 
So, uh, and I'm in ridiculously far less shape than him, obviously. And I know that when my back acts up, I can't do shit either. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And especially I, I think it's for, the back for the hockey. Cause for it just hockey affects player. everything. I, I, I just think a sore back would affect so many different aspects of your game. It's going to affect your skating, your shot, um, your ability to take contact and make contact. Um, going into the boards, he just looks really weak. That's where I notice it the most, yeah. right? When he's when he's kind of almost lurching over, he's just lost all power, and and that's you're right. It's 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 on the back. Um, again, I I've also seen him have a weird grip on a stick this year. You know, I I feel like he's been something's cranky with those wrists. I'm telling you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm that I think is like when everything's all said and done, I think that's the most that's the thing I'm going to be the most fascinated by is what's up with Couture. Like what's the official um, what's the official, you know, report on what he was dealing with this season, if we even get it, which might not. But that's I mean, you know, <laughs> everyone's like looking forward to like different things. I'm just looking forward to find out what happens to Couture. You know, what what was wrong with him this season? I think that's the thing I'm super looking forward to at the end of the year just because it's one of those things like i'm just i'm completely fascinated by it yeah uh uh, chris jws um on uh, on the chat uh the team is going to be stagnant for a few years that's for sure their salvation will come in the draft if at all i agree um you know and, and you know again i think Finally, having your draft capital uh, in line is is the most important thing for the Sharks right now, and that's the way that they're going to have to dig themselves out because they're not going to be able to do it contractually, um, especially with with the commitments that they have. So, the only way to really work on on the team is is via drafting and trading, and you know that brings us up to the you know to the deadline um, on Monday. I, I mean, Ian, I'm not. I mean, the Sharks, like, again, I think that they could be take it or leave it kind of deal. If if something kind of comes along, then, you know, they'll be listening. But I don't see them being active anymore unless somebody calls knocking. Um, and I that's think, though, like, I mean, we should talk about today's today's move. Um, yeah. With, obviously, Devin Dubnik going out. I, I, I think, again, and this has been my opinion I mean, the whole time, right? Like the Sharks should be sellers. I think if they can find somebody to to give you something for, for a guy, especially like Devin Dubnik, it made sense to move on from, from Devin Dubnik. He, I don't think the expectation was that he was going to be able to, I don't know if the expectation was he was going to pry the net away from Jones. Um, I think he was just there to, I, I think it was just because of the compressed nature of the season. Like, I don't think he was brought in with the expectation that he was going to unseat Jones. I just think he was there to to carry half the load because of the compressed nature of the se- of, of the season. Yeah, I'm I'm with and you. If there. you yeah. You know, and and maybe and if you you know, and if you went on a run, that was that was found money basically, right? Um and and again, that's why I'm not like I'm not mad tonight because everything like everything that happened tonight I'm fine with because it's the way things I mean, obviously, I, I don't want to watch a game where they lose to the Kings. Don't get me wrong, because um, the Kings, you know, because still FLA. But, you know, they, they're they doing what they should be doing. They're selling, you know. It's it's what they should be doing. And I think, um, you know, it's a fifth-round pick, whatever. But it's a fifth-round pick you didn't have before. 
I think that they gave up a fifth round in the in the off season for him, and then they just pick up the fifth rounder. Um, they gave up a 2022 fifth rounder, and they get a 2021 fifth rounder. So basically, they move up a year in the draft. Um, yeah. and that's what you get out of, out of Devin Dubnik. Hey, not, not that big a deal. No money retained. So that's good. Um, you also get Greg pattern, um, a depth defenseman. Um, I don't think, you know, anybody should really be, um, you know, I, I actually, he might draw into the, into the lineup though, because of, um, the lefty righty skews, right. You know, he's a right handed shot. So he, he might see some time. You might, I mean, but really, you know, again, it's it's you fl- you flipped them for. I mean, Minnesota already retained cap, so um, you know the Sharks didn't have to retain any salary there, which is nice. Um, even though if they would have, it would have probably been you know itty bitty. But I think the Sharks are in a great position where you know they can leverage cap space, and I think that that hopefully with the flat cap being what it is, like I'm hoping they're able to do something with that for a decent return. Yeah, I mean, you know, you still have Taylor Hall kind of, you know, left out in the wind. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Sharks are in on retaining some salary there to, you know, to make a trade like that work or, you know, something like that where where they just take on, you know, the dead cap space. Take the dead cap space and pick up a second for it or even a first. Exactly. Joking. Like, it's you're laughing, man. Yeah. Like, that's the that's the kind of things that you should that they should be trying to do. Um, if, you know, if, if somebody calls on a guy, you listen, I, I don't know who, again, I don't know who is the big want off this roster. Like, I, I really don't see anyone, you know, I don't think Marlo's going anywhere. Yeah. I don't see Marlo going anywhere. I, I think Kevin LeBanc for me is the guy that's still got the question mark around his name, um, I, you know, I don't think that the organization is totally in love with him. And I, I could see... Well, they gave him a lot of money for a guy they don't love. That is true. That is true. But, I mean, I don't know. Uh, going through, uh, let's see here. Uh, Adrian uh, Sierra with um, saying uh, signed Gusev. I mean, I don't think there's any chance that Gusev's going to, you know, sign with the Sharks. Um, unfortunately, I... The, the sharks just aren't <sighs> i'm curious to see what he does next I, i'm curious to see if he if he sticks around or not yeah i mean yeah I, I don't know i could see him going back to the k right Post. i mean that possibility absolutely exists so yeah, yeah and the sharks I, I, are... i'm curious to see what he does i don't i'm not saying like that's going to happen but that's obviously an option yeah yeah and 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 really the sharks have had very hit or miss success with Russian players. I mean, it, it's just it's just not, you know, it's it's not their 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 forte. Um, you know, it was lucky that they got Kanijov uh, this year. Been a very they, big pleasant know, surprise. Like, what's like? Where's Gusev? New Jersey, right? Like, yeah. what's he even making right now? I wonder what he would eat for. I just I don't I don't know. I I just don't see the fit with the Sharks. Yeah. Like, I don't know where you'd put them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think to me, the Sharks, if if they're looking for something for the roster, for the future, 
they they desperately need a center, right? I mean, that's that's what the the organization needs is another center. Um, and I mean, again, maybe Gusev's an upgrade on Balsers, maybe. But how can you you know pick up a guy like that and then slot him in where when when Balsers has been you know doing his best night in night out? I I just think I, you know and I. I, I again I don't think I think they're probably pretty happy with what they're getting from Balsers right now. Maybe they're not, but I, I think that that's the thing, right? Like you can you can acquire all the guys you want, but then it's like who's the coach gonna put in the lineup? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just that's that's obviously the concern, right? And I think like obviously Bob Bugner has liked Balsers enough to put him where he's playing. Um Especially when you consider, like, forget outside the organization. When you when you look at how well Blickfeld's playing in the AHL, and you know, yeah, okay, he had his one game and he got suspended, and that certainly didn't make a great impression. But you would figure, like, if the Sharks were looking to plug a guy into the lineup, isn't that your guy? Mm-hmm. Like, one you already got in your organization. Yeah. No, I I agree. I I think that you you definitely look to see if what the kids have and. Um, Adrian on on saying you know they need a goalie and I'm not I'm not convinced that the Turks are looking for one right now I think they're trying to figure oh, out that's, that's a summer problem yeah exactly I think that they're just looking at what they've got in in Melnichuk and Kojanash um, and you know going from there and look I think both both you and I are on the same page with Martin Jones I think that that's a day one buyout um, oh yeah, if if they don't buy out Martin Jones, I'm gonna come on here and scream at the top of my lungs, and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like just a something you can just like capture a clip of and just play it forever. Well, Ian, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm feeling like we should uh, you know we should start to to wrap it up here and get out of here. Do you have any? any prognostication on the the rest of what the trade deadline looks like i, I again i'm i've been on the record i think it's going to be fairly fairly light Maybe. uh yeah I, I it's going to be interesting i don't think we're going to see any like huge fireworks which means we're going to get fireworks cuz that's what always happens is the you know the one you're like oh i feel like every year we go like oh the trade deadline's going to be awesome and then there's like four trades i think this is going to be probably the year where everyone's like flat cap no cap space, nothing's going to happen. And then a million things will probably happen (laughs) just, just to spite us. But I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be an overly exciting uh, trade deadline at all, to be completely honest. I think you're going to get one or two big moves. Like if that, like maybe, and I I don't know if they're going to be big. I think you're going to get like a couple medium moves that are going to look big because there's nothing else to compare them to. Yeah, <laughs> like I just I don't have any. I'm not excited about this uh, trade uh, the trade deadline at all. To be completely honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I I totally agree. I think just the uncertainty with COVID. I think the the um you know just I, money. I think is a concern right now in the NHL for the owners, and and I don't blame them. I mean, a lot of the uh, the ownership in the NHL has taken a big hit from COVID, and again that I think will trickle down into the trade market as well. So uh, Adrian in the chat, uh, is there anything Martin Jones can do to change your mind? No, because we've seen him for three, like we've had 
one good year of Martin Jones and then some not really good. Like if you, if you don't understand what Martin Jones is at this point, I don't know how to help you. Yeah. Like I just, there's, is there nothing? No, because he's had too many, his, his stellar stints have been like his, his val his, his peaks have been far less frequent than his valleys. I, I think that's the best way to put it. Like, yeah, he's had some peaks, but the valleys are really, really deep. And the other thing too, Ian, that's masking this, and I think a lot of people need to realize is how well he's played against LA and Anaheim. I think that that really skews his numbers. If you take out the LA and Anaheim games against, um, you know, off of Jones's record. You know, I think he's sub 900. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I, I there's just. There is nothing because I, I just I, I don't think there's anything to convince like there. Yeah, like I, I, I yeah, I mean, obviously, with the with the way the schedule goes, when you have a stretch like this, where I think that you can pad your numbers a little bit. Um, but at the same time, like, I just think like, if you look at the overall numbers, like I know some people are like, well, we'll see, like, you know, save percentage is a team stat. Okay, fine. Yeah. Maybe, maybe to an extent, but like, I can show you goaltenders that have suffered through worse defensive teams than this one. John Gibson, John Gibson, Connor Hellebuck, Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, like maybe maybe on a better defensive team, like you would get league average goaltending out of Martin Jones, but we, we haven't got that for three years. Three years without league average goaltending. Like at what point do you have to, like, I understand, look at, I remember the cup run too, guys, and I'm not going to take anything away from that. And I reminisce about those days. But my god like again if i don't know if if you can't see martin jones for what he is at this point i don't know how to convince you yeah and i don't think him you know being great and somehow dragging this team into a playoff spot would change my mind because again there have been peaks but the valleys have been so much more vast and so they've been so much deeper and so wide like I don't know how to I, I if if you are not convinced that Martin Jones isn't the answer for this team, I don't know how to convince you. Yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm totally on board with you. And and if you're a fan of European hockey, I, I, then the um <clears throat> the goaltending stat that they use uh quite frequently is is goals against. That's that is their I mean the European uh, leagues really focus heavily on GAA, <clears throat> and in the last four seasons, or excuse me, the last three seasons above, pretty much a three or above. Um, Before that, it was ticking at, you know, 2.55, which is still not great. Yeah. Um, And here's the thing too, right? And the other thing you have to remember is this team is, is cash strapped, right? Even if, even if, okay, let's, let's say I'm not saying Martin Jones isn't an NHL goalie, but he sure as hell isn't a $6 million NHL goalie. Yeah, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. 
Um, with that being said, I think we're going to end it here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we really appreciate uh, everybody coming out. Again, if you haven't already, like and subscribe the video. Um, of course, you can uh, always uh, tip us using the uh, YouTube chat uh, or the, the Venmo is, is also a great way to do it. Actually, probably the better way at Teal Town USA. Well, in case you missed us, please go ahead and check us out on all of your podcatching applications of choice. You've got the Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart. Pretty much if there's a platform, we're on it, ladies and gentlemen. Ian, what's your final thoughts and uh, where the people can find you? Uh, you can find me at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine. I've been kind of quiet lately. I apologize for that. Um, I think my final thoughts, I mean, when the Sharks do bad, it's bad, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, let's hope. Um, my final thoughts are let's hope that we see some, you know, we see some assets uh, come in the door um, for some players going out. And um you know, I'm hoping that if a player does go out, then, you know, if it's a player I like, I hope they, you know, they Barkley could draw it up. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Uh, as far as uh, where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's E-R-I-K. And you can use my last name, L-A-N-D-I, on all the social media garbage. I'm there. Just use the first and the last name and you'll find me. As far as my final thoughts on this game and uh, what to look forward to, I, I think... Again, the the team um, really needs to maximize the cap space that it has to get some assets. Uh, again, if they can um, move some some roster pieces and get some more assets, that's a good thing too. Uh, sell, 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 sell. And yeah. uh, <laughs> that being said, you all keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Thanks for joining us tonight, and we will see you on the flip side after the Anaheim game.